Hey, this is the guys from the Humedahex podcast. Hey we, there. We want to jump in real quick and talk about the effects of COVID-19. Um, comic book stores are really suffering right now. And all joking aside, if you are interested in comics or you already have a comic book supplier, contact them, increase your pull list, or do something. Because right now they're having so much trouble getting comic books in. If you've been holding off on buying that graphic novel, now is a great time to do it because if we lose our comic book stores, we lose part of our culture. You yeah. know, most of our conversations are about comic books and comic book culture, movies stemming from comic books. Look for those back issues you're missing, those uh, pivotal issues, uh, the rare issues. Uh, call them up, see what they can order for you. They need your support more than ever right now. If you want recommendations and you don't currently read comic books, get a hold of us on our Discord. We always have a link to our Discord in our description. We have a comic books thread on our Discord. Or ask us on Twitter at Media Theseus. Um, we will give you recommendations. Somebody will always respond to everything you post on either of our, any of our social medias. You will always get a response. So remember, support your local comic shops right now. Remember, most of those guys aren't the comic book guy from The Simpsons. They actually welcome you into their shops. <clears throat> and we're not talking... These people are just selling the paperbacks. They're not... They don't have Disney, Marvel, or DC money. Go. So look for those... Uh, the collectibles, the, the statues. Uh, look for collections. Look for uh, trades, hardcovers. Comic book stores sell board games. If we're talking about that stuff, they have board games too. There's plenty of stuff in there. Stuff for everyone. Magic the Gathering cards. So support your local comic shop. Okay, this is the Humanax Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm not Corey. I am also <laughs> confused. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. This week we're going to dig into uh, Frank's Oven, Corey's streaming service, and my total hatred for Netflix right now. Another streaming service. Yes. We're not going for Netflix dollars then? We're, well, here's the thing. They're making a lot of them. I like Netflix. I really do. I think it's the best streaming service there is out there still. But uh, recently we just finished finished The Ranch, and it just ended. Like... They knew the ending was coming because they had announced before the last season that they were going to end it. And the ending is just bomb it. it just, they just threw it out there. They wrapped up a few storylines. Really rushed wrap-up um, just to end the series. It seemed very unnatural. That's happened with another uh, show. Another main line. A lot of shows yeah. on Netflix. No, but uh, it was a major network show recently. I don't remember what it was, though. I mean, I'm happy that they at least let the storyline finish. But it just... They could have probably done another three episodes and drawn out the last episode because every unanswered thing just wraps up at the end of the last episode. And within ten minutes, everything that they've spent the last seven seasons destroying is magically fixed and better. Oh, nice. Like, this could have been a one-episode show. Yeah. And then I finished BoJack Horseman. You remember that I said that I was in the final season of that. Another thing, it just ended. They basically made him atone for everything that he had done wrong. Everything that he had came crashing down. It just, the entire, everything that he had done wrong came to an end. And the Did whole end. Sopranos him. They ended it with a wedding. Where you could see that they were forcing each character that he had spent an extended amount of time with to interact with him. And they tried to make it sad, but it wasn't, like, emotionally sad. It was sad in a different way. You're funny, but you're not ha-ha funny. <laughs> but that's, that's all that I've been doing. I, I consumed a lot of Netflix this week and bought a lot of Star Wars comics. Nice. So I'll dig into that later after I read that stack. So I did a lot of walking past week. Oh, great. <laughs> no shinies, but I did a lot of walking. Pokemon Go. Oh, well. What can you say? Really trying to get that golden Ryulu. Yes. Yes. 
I probably hatched a dozen 7K eggs on each account a day for the past four days. No, not seven, about 12. And I got some good things. My favorite hatch was the four mantines, or mantikes, rather. <laughs> that was precious. Have you lesser least? Yeah. It's a lot of money spent on mantikes. <clears throat> yes. You know, it's when this event was announced, I mean, you were digging through the infographic for it. I said it was going to be all mantikes and um, combies. Mm-hmm. And weasels. I did hatch a combi. That was that was fun. And by fun, you mean awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yes. I thought, here's something that has been just out in the wild forever. Hatch a male that does... Absolutely not. Yeah, all the males were, all that's hatching were males. Oh, that's great. They're, yeah. they're useless. The females were one of the uh, five tasks. Yeah. Yeah, because I realized that last night that the combi that you got from that mission was the female combi only. Mm hmm. The only one that's worth anything. Yeah. Well, all the combis that are spawning in the wild are male, all the ones that are hatching from eggs are male. The only way to get the female combi during this event is to do the five Cricketot mission. And I'll be damned if I throw another ball at a Cricketot. There you go. Oh, they're coming out shiny in two weeks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's in like, two weeks I'll start throwing balls at Cricketot That's like Barboach. Again. It just hurt me inside to throw oh. it for a shiny Barboach. A little of my soul died every time I threw that ball. But you made out, like, gangbusters on that event. Yeah, I did get a few. Got both the shinies that were released during that event in one night of driving. Other than that, I've been still working through Futurama. Mm, Futurama. <laughs> yep. You know, I was thinking one of my favorite episodes of that, uh, the one where they go to the moon and there's the moon farmer, the moon cows, and the, the crushinator. That the was basically daughters. the first episode after the pilot. Oh, one of the best episodes. They go to the moon a few times mm -hmm. because there, I, I remember a shotgun wedding happening up there because that farmer was basically the embodiment of a redneck. Right. I think uh, if that well, was... he was trying to get Crushinator. He was trying to get Bender to marry Crushinator. Yeah. We're whalers on the moon. We carry <laughs> a harpoon. Great song. The uh, the beer bottle that gets stuck in the moon man's face. Is <laughs> mm -hmm. that George Pals to the moon? The rocket does the... The rocket ship goes in the moon man's eye in that. Yeah. The little yeah. homage to that. And the whole uh, Smashing Pumpkins video has that homage as well. I didn't know that. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a watcher of the music videos. They used to have this channel on cable television. It was called Music Television. Mm. Uh, they abbreviated it as MTV. Oh, yeah, I've heard of yeah. that. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't play music anymore. No, if it didn't happen on shows. the Jersey Shore, it didn't happen on MTV. Oh, and Ridiculousness. And Teenage Mom. Yes. Yes. Because MTV supports teenage pregnancies. And acting like idiots. See, I missed the age of the acting like idiots, because that was the Jackass and the Viva La Bam. And well, the there's Wild still Boys. a ridiculousness. There's still uh, yeah, ridiculousness is just like Tosh point oh, isn't it? No, it's a bunch of well, it's videos, yeah, internet videos. Yeah, people posting themselves being complete idiots. Which that's what YouTube's for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you get enough people watching you, you make money. So, there you go. Apparently. Yes. Chanel West Coast is a thing. What? Chanel West Coast. She's one of the co-hosts of Ridiculousness, and she's just a uh, vapid blonde, thinks she's a rapper. Huh. The vapid really sells the rap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a hollow. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have anything this week? Oh, you know, I've been digging more into the DCU app. Finally watched the pilot episode of Swamp Thing. And uh, going to have to follow up with it. It's, it's interesting. It keeps to the story of uh, Alec Holland out researching some... Yeah, but you know you're going to be disappointed because of the way they pulled it off the air. Uh, so, is the, D, the Swamp Thing that he's watching is the same one that you talked about previously that they ended it halfway through? Right, right. So it ends halfway through season one? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't even... I think there's three episodes they either didn't film or were starting to film before they had their little 
Um, but we're not financing you, Crisis. I read something on the internet recently that um, Titan Season 3 is not going to happen. Oh, no. Something about somebody dying on set. I thought that was between Season 1 and 2, that there was an accident. Who died? I will look into it I, more. I, I don't, it wasn't the character. It was, oh. it was one of the uh, production people, but I'm pretty sure that was... That happened. I can't see them pulling a whole season just because of that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's somebody whose name you don't even watch scroll through at the end of the... Well... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, somebody watches that name scroll. Frank likes the bonus features. (laughs) I mean, there's been other on-set deaths during shows and movies and stuff like that, and they continued them. I can't see why they wouldn't... why that would cancel a whole show. But I know Doom Patrol 2 is... Season 2 is going on. They just cast uh, the Chief's daughter. Doom no. Patrol hasn't hit Netflix yet. No, I've not got past the uh, pilot episode of that one either. It is very different. I mean, you keep waiting for them to be super heroic, and they're not. It's. <laughs> I don't think they ever were. Well, they did have some superhero-type stuff in the comic. but Moments of this, crisis. This is mostly a psychological drama, basically. We're going to talk about psychological dramas. I want to... Well, you know, this is still DC. Watchmen. Watchmen's DC. Watchmen, yes. 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 Mm -hmm. I want to see the HBO one so bad. You know, I don't think I've watched it either. Yeah, so it's a miniseries. I don't know how ongoing this is going to be. Um, Well, as far as I know, it's just one season. They're not doing another season. They are not, so they're sticking to the original comic. Is this on the HBO streaming service? No, this wasn't the original comic. Oh, it's not. This is uh, a um, post after the comic, um, huh. after the, after the the comic, and well, I shouldn't say they're not doing a second season. Um, Damian Lindoff is open to it, sort of, but they're probably not going to do one. It looks incredibly interesting, and I have seen Warshack is in it. Am I correct? A Rorschach is in it. Yes. Not the one from the movie, then. I'm trying to remember now. Um, there are a few characters who are still in it. Um, it's a follow-up to the, the comic and the movie. It takes place about 20 or 30 years later, I believe. So they're all old now. Well, in their 40s and 50s now, if they were in their 20s and or so. Yeah, they're... Oh boy, I hope Mr. Manhattan still has a giant blue penis. Yeah, isn't that fun watching it? They just dangle around as he's destroying Vietnamese. They didn't make an attempt at censoring that at all in the movie. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. Well, that was part of Manhattan. You know, when he when he first became Doctor Manhattan, I mean, he was basically fully clothed, and as he the years went by, he just like you know, as he get further and further from humanity, that was one of the things they did to show. You know, he was wearing less and less, and it didn't really matter to him at that point whether he had clothes on or not. Never put that together. Just showing how he was distancing, you know, psychologically again, um, being distanced from humanity. It was a good movie, and I did get the comic, and they did do a second comic book series off of it, but I never got into that. All right, there's the latest one, I believe just finished up. A uh, second Watchmen series crossover with DC. I always liked when I first got into Watchmen. I liked the whole. It almost had like an apocalyptic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Because Nixon was still president. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original um, premise for that, when DC acquired the Charleston Heroes, when they bought them. That was originally going to be the basis for Watchmen. That was Alan Moore's uh, theory. Nightshade, Peacemaker, um, that whole group of heroes. Blue Beetle, when DC bought them, that was his his uh, script for it. Well, not the script, but his uh, pitch for it was Watchmen, basically. And when DC decided that they were they wanted to save these heroes for you know something else, that's when he did you know um, Rorschach and. Night Owl, you know, because the question, Captain Adam, all those characters, these are their counterparts that Alan Moore did for the, for Watchmen. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It's complete news to me. No, I get it now. Though, uh, how Doctor Manhattan would be the Adam, right? Captain Adam, right? 
Night Owl would have been Blue Beetle. Um, Silk Spectre was... Oh, I'm trying to think who that was in Charleston. Was it Phantom Girl? No, that's Legion of Superheroes. Um, Phantom Lady? Or is she with the Freedom Fighters? Anyhow. <laughs> but yes, that was... That's how they evolved from the Charleston Heroes. Now the biggest thing you get out of Blue Beetle is the occasional reference in a Batman cartoon. No, he's also there's the the new Blue Beetle, uh, Jaime Reyes. Reyes? Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's got an alien symbiote. Yeah, suit battle suit. Yeah, that, uh, wants to kill everything. They there was a cartoon that they dug into that on Young Justice. Was it Young Justice? Mm-hmm. They gave him a whole storyline. Right. Uh, Another one that's also available in DC right now. All of Young Justice, all of Batman, the animated series. Uh, yeah, I've seen the first two seasons of Young Justice. I liked it. Right. I haven't seen the third one I yet. I haven't watched uh, Outsiders yet, Young Justice Outsiders, which also looks really good. That Yeah, that's season two. Right? Uh, yeah. It's a whole new series. Or is that season three then? There is, uh, it must be season three. But yeah, okay. they could have It's a new off. series, yeah. But uh, that... That app has comics, animated movies, live action, and for just the price of a comic book every month. Yeah. And the DC, the DC movies, the DC animated movies in particular, I always thought outshined the Marvel animated movies. If I look at what was going on at the time where you had uh, you know, Batman Bloodlines or Under the Red Hood, Marvel had the next Avengers. Marvel's always kept everything really close to the cuff with their cartoons. They try to hammer out the hits. Ultimates wasn't bad, though. The first yeah, they, one. The second one was eh, but the first one was, was pretty good. I they animated the Ultimates. Uh-huh. Did it follow the Ultimaverse? Hulk pretty did much. not uh, yeah. anally kill any of the aliens in the animated movie. Huh. I'm surprised. <laughs> It's almost like they wanted to not make it rated R. Almost. I mean, the the comic book, that was the thing. Bite their heads off and butt rape them to death yes. was the Hulk's M.O. Their head popped off. Yeah. My favorite comic movie, though, is Planet Hulk. Because Planet Hulk was by far my favorite main comic book storyline. I loved Planet Hulk. They had... Uh, that's what got me into Hulk to begin with. Who'd Hulk fight in that Beta Ray Bill, right? Instead of the Silver Surfer, like he did in the comic book. Yeah. Yeah, they toned it a little bit, and then they made references to it in the third Thor movie, which made it by far the best Thor movie. Well, I was going to say, right. yeah, that was part Planet Hulk, part just a Thor story. Yeah. It made it, uh, Crag. They brought Crag in. Right. He was hilarious. <laughs> you know, his, uh, what is his name, Watiki? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, his work has been great. I've loved everything that I've seen him in so far, uh, and he's even directed a few episodes. Of... How did you like him in Green Lantern? <laughs> he was. Yeah, you were saying about how DC is better no, than no. movies and Marvel. No, I actually like that movie. I didn't uh, think it was Ryan bad. Ryan Reynolds, as always, brings character to life. Although that you know, God rest his soul, there is no Ryan Reynolds anymore. Deadpool has taken over that persona. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, Green Lantern could have been a better movie if they were making a Green Lantern movie instead of making a Green Lantern trilogy in their minds. Because they were throwing everything in that movie to resolve in the next two movies. You know, it was just like, yeah, we're throwing everything in there that we can. Well, Sinestro and, getting the yellow ring at the end. Right. And I think since... I believe Jeff Johns has a soft spot for Sinestro. I think it was going to end up being more Sinestro's movies, almost like a Darth Vader thing. Turns evil, is evil, gets redeemed. You know, I, I think that's kind of Did what he Did he ever had. get redeemed? Well, no, I meant in the in the movies. The first oh. movie, he'd be, you know, um, Jordan's mentor turns evil. The second movie, he's the villain. The third movie, he ends up redeemed at the end. He did get redeemed in the comics. At least New 52. I mean, because he got kicked out of the Yellow Lantern. He got kicked out of the Red Lantern Corps. And then became the Yellow Lantern. And then the Yellow Lantern disavowed him. Disavowed him. Then he became a Green Lantern for a while. Yeah, he bounced all over. I think he held every ring at one point. I could be wrong. Was Hal Jordan the only White Lantern? 
Mm, it wasn't, it wasn't Hal Jordan, wasn't it? I think it was Hal. I think it was uh, 80's successor. Not John Stewart. No, no, no. The young, the young kid. When Kyle. They, Kyle Rayner. Yeah. I think he was the White Lantern. Wasn't the White Lantern the peacekeeper for the lanterns? Like the lanterns created balance and then the white one was supposed to balance them. More than I can tell you because yeah. I was kind of out of it at that point. I just know he had all the rings in the spectrum. Well, was that when he went evil again? I seem to recall a cover of him, like you know, spazzing out with you know rings everywhere. Right. He was a he was a Black Lantern. Yeah, I remember the Black Lantern storyline because that was Darkest a, Night. That was a reach. The whole Black Lantern thing was yeah. a reach. It was the absence of light gives him power. Please, <laughs> but all it takes is light to get rid of absence of light. Right. Beat him with a flashlight. <laughs> This just in, Hal Jordan beaten by the Energizer Bunny. News at 11. <laughs> um, that, that was the one thing I disagreed with the New 52 on. They did an entire series dedicated to the Red Lanterns. Right. And Now, was the Red Lantern the cat that, like, threw up on people? No, it was Team Red Lantern. Okay. They had, and I'm sorry, I don't have any of the information in front of me. I don't remember the cast of it. But yeah. it was it was standard red, like they were. It was almost like Green Lantern Suicide Squad. They mm-hmm. spent more time trying to undermine and kill each other. That it just it was chaos, chaotic. I just that was another DC movie that could have been so much better. It's on my current watch. List. They were <sighs> they were featured in the Green Lantern animated series as well. The Red Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, in the new Fifty Two, I know you never dug into it, but. There is no single Green Lantern. There is no single Red Lantern. I think the only one that has a single is yellow or orange. Blue. Blue. Now, what? I think there was more than one blue. There were three. I don't know. One of the colors had one. I'm sorry. I don't remember. You could be right. Mm. But then Sinistro starts picking them all off and stealing their rings. And he gets a ring of every color, and then they turn Lex Luthor into a lantern, and just, it's, it they've, made it to Lord of the Rings. They've really made, uh, No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've really made Lex Luthor's character something different now. He's mixed DNA with, uh, Martian DNA. Mm. He's become, uh, it's, it's ridiculous what they've done to Lex Luthor now. He's all over the place. They uh they were gonna give a ring to Martian Manhunter. I'm pretty sure there were issues involved in that Darkest Night where just about everybody had a ring. Yeah, I seem to vaguely recall something about Superman having a blue ring. Is that correct? Beyond what I could tell you, blue is hope, isn't it? The only uh, peace, blue is peace. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the only bat uh, or. Superman's storyline I could tell you is when Superman got his blue suit. When he split to red and blue. No, when he got the lightning powers. Yeah, he then split yeah, red into and red and blue. I never saw the red part. I only knew the blue part. I only knew the lightning powers part. Because at the end of that, he gets all his powers back. Right, uh, they finally fuse red and blue together and he is once again Superman. Only he's of, green this time. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a different one. Red and blue we, make green, right? That's yeah. <laughs> oh, red and blue or yellow? Oh. Yeah, red and blue or purple. Purple, oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he splits into red and blue. Uh, he then fuses back together and becomes solid Superman again instead of electric. I liked electric Superman. They should have stuck with it. 90s extreme Superman. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, Superman seems to have all the graspy storylines. Let's kill him off and replace him with four different comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you you had all those at one point, Frank. I didn't have the comics, but I did have the issues leading up to Superman's death. Yeah. But I didn't get all the... That's yeah. one I never bought. The, uh, the Black Mylar bag, Death of Superman. I may have it somewhere... But I have no idea where and all the long boxes that they're there somewhere. <laughs> I have to bring up all the comics this It was one that was supposed to be huge. Like, this is a milestone event. It was. It was at the time, yeah. Like, mm. at that time, I was... 
like nine years old. Um, Superman and Batman had the animated series on WB in the mornings, on Saturday mornings. Also available in the DCU. <laughs> um, We're plugging the DCU this week. Yes. DC, give us money. <laughs> that sweet, sweet Warner Brothers money. Disney hasn't paid us yet. Um, Got rabbits eating carrots. Rabbits don't even eat carrots. Um, <laughs> derailed. Um, I, I remember that happening, and... My uncle that I lived with at the time says, look, they killed Superman shows me the comic. At that time, I wasn't a huge fan of either Superman or Batman. Um, it was Spider-Man. Well, and Spider-Man had, at that point had died three, four times. Uh, died, got married, cloned. Yeah. Buried alive. Yes. Reborn from a cocoon. Man Spider. Turned into Man Spider. Um, yeah, that the 90s was not a good year for Peter Parker. Um, Identity crisis. <laughs> I think he lost his memory at one point. Oh, and it had everybody in the uh, universe's memory wiped, except for his. I don't remember that storyline. It was to get his uh, secret identity back. Oh, um, after Civil War. Right. Um. Anyway, I was... Baffled about how Superman died without the use of kryptonite. Doomsday just beat him to death. Just kept punching him. Yeah, punched him to death. Yeah. I remember the splash on that one. There's just a crater in the middle of the road, and Doomsday has blood dripping off the stones on his hands. Well, he was uh, designed by Kryptonians, so maybe the radiation left over from the planet also affected him? We don't know. They never really dive into it, and they didn't do too much with Doomsday after that. There's been uh, weird things in some of the animated movies, uh, Doomsday clones. Um, Didn't they do a Doomsday movie? That should be on DCU. There is a Doomsday animated movie, yes. He also made the appearance in the... Justice League on the Yeah. Head. He's a good villain. He's better than Lex. And Dawn of Justice. Hmm. But they made him out of uh, Zod and Lex's blood. Why is Lex still around? Let's be honest. Like, they've always wanted Lex to be Superman's opposite, but Lex is nowhere near... He's a wannabe Joker. Like, he, he is not to Superman as Joker is to Batman. No, he's the... Well, he started out as a mad scientist. Yeah. And then he's the megalomaniacal, uh, you know, businessman. And then he's the guy in the power suit. And then he's the guy in the power suit. Now he's uh, half Martian. They just need to let him die. Because they're clearly just stretching him. Well, I always liked him as the uh, the ruthless businessman turned politician then. He uh, worked behind the scenes to get right, Superman. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the powers. He wasn't a good villain with powers, like the power suit. And now, being half Martian, he's a good villain as, you know, the thinking man. Yeah. I always, when I did Superman, though, it was always Brainiac for me. I always considered Brainiac more of his opposite. Yeah, with the... Uh, he didn't wear pants. <laughs> Do you have uh, anything else you want to talk about, DCU, before we head to commercial? Oh, let's wrap that one up. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Hope you enjoyed that advertisement. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. I'm Corey. Still. Congratulations! Hey. You got your name back. I did, I did. It was it was rough going there for a little bit. Uh, much like Spider-Man and Identity Crisis. I didn't know whether to call myself Ricochet or... I can't think of any dumbass. Yeah, that one. The name is Dumas. Dumas. <laughs> so, uh, really want to talk about how Frank almost burned down his house? <laughs> no, we don't. Kind of. Yeah, this is gold. Long story short, my oven decided to self-clean itself while I was cooking chicken, and my timer went off. I went to the kitchen. Uh, the oven door was locked. It was very hot, and uh, I had to go shut the circuit breaker off because I couldn't get the oven to stop doing what it was doing. Apparently, the circuit board went, and it decided to self-clean while I was cooking. So, Makes a uh, Cajun-style chicken. Yeah. Blackened. Chicken, <laughs> chicken briquettes is what it's going to look ah. like. They thought um, it'd be tasty. Yeah, they've been sitting in the oven since Thursday. The repairman's coming tomorrow, so hopefully they can open the door and I will have a nice pan that I really like to throw out, probably, because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be salvageable. FYI, we record on Sundays, so... Yes, tomorrow is Monday <laughs> in our little world here. I don't know what it will be in yours, so but... Four days of the 
chicken briquettes just marinating in their own char. Pretty much, yeah. Mmm, carbon blocks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Maytag washer, I assume. The Maytag repairman, he's pretty much... Well, I don't usually cook chicken in the washer, but, you know, <laughs> to each his own. So, when I first heard about this, I said, oh, why don't you just go buy a new stove? Why can't you just go buy a new stove, Frank? Well, it's a double wall oven, and we'll see if it's salvageable first, I guess. How much work are you going to have to go through to uh, install a new one if you do have to replace it? That's what I don't I really don't know, because I assume they just slide in whatever alcove they made for it. You don't have... I guess you would just have to worry about a little bit of dimensions. You won't have to get, like, a contractor or anything? I don't know. That's... We're just... We're just playing it by ear now because, like, this is the first time this has ever happened to me, so I really don't know what's going on. If it can be fixed, great. Yeah. For a reasonable amount of money, but... Insert grumbles here. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I can't even imagine... What it must smell like in your kitchen. It's not too bad. Um, Today. <laughs> well, it wasn't really bad on Thursday. I mean, you can tell there was smoke in the air. And, yeah, you can tell something had been burning. But it wasn't, like, overly powerful that, you know, the whole house smelled like it. Just basically the hallway to the kitchen and a little bit of the dining room, which is just the stuff in the straight line, basically, from the oven. So Did yeah. the chicken catch on fire? I don't think so. Um, I couldn't actually see in the oven at that point because when I would hit the little thing for the light, it would just give me the error messages on the display. Mm. And you you can't really shine a light in there. It just reflects back out. It's like maximum overdrive. The machines just come to life and decide Mm -hmm. they're going to burn your chicken. Pretty much, yeah. Locked for your safety while Mm -hmm. it self-cleans. Yes, the chicken. <laughs> if it was in there long enough, you don't need to worry about getting sick from the chicken. No, not at all. No. <clears throat> Three hours at, you know, 4,000 degrees, yeah. and the chicken's fine. No chance of salmonella. Uh, but I, I did want to throw Frank's fantastic oven story in because obviously there's we we dedicate this show to all forms of geekery it's cooking is there are people who love to cook it's a hobby i enjoy cooking myself and i just wanted to bring that i like cooking others rather than just myself so today i'm at work uh insert retail store here and um my coworker, another store manager, says to me, I don't even remember how we got on the conversation, but he was talking about all the dates that he went on and how his favorite date ended with a meat grinder and a freezer. Sounds mm. like one of Corey's. Yeah. At that point you've gone to, this was a, like not the first date then, I assume. Yeah, we didn't ask too much <laughs> questions. Did you go over to his place for burgers then? I remember how this conversation started. It started with coffee. Coffee often leads to meat grinders and freezers. He said, I like my coffee the way I like my women, ground in, in the can. <laughs> I always say, uh, dark and bitter as my soul. See, I thought he was going to go with uh, bitter and uh, cream-filled. Pre? Does he get the pre-cream-filled? No. That's what makes it mocha. (laughs) (laughs) You say the the hot coffee hack on uh, Grand Grand Theft Theft Auto Auto. San Andreas. Hot java. Still cracks me up. I uh I was listening to another podcast recently. And there are no other podcasts. Please stop searching for them now. And they were referencing Hot Java in it, and I uh I chuckled a little bit because it was a dated podcast. I'm listening to the backlog on it, but yeah, that made me pretty happy because I completely <laughs> forgot. Now you don't have to worry about it being a hack or anything. Grand Theft Auto 5, literally. So I finally played Grand Theft Auto 5 in the last year and a half now. This being done in 2020. I waited till it came out for the Xbox One before I played it. I got it for five bucks. You know, I it wasn't a game that interested me at all because of right. one thing. So the game concept itself is fantastic. You play as three different people and the stories intertwine and you bounce from person to person and you're ultimately robbing banks. So, like, the game doesn't revolve around drug dealing, it doesn't revolve around prostitution, anything like that. Like, it's 
blue collar high crime. Um, I loved it. I loved the storyline. There's one character, Trevor, and if you can look it up on the ESRB, this is why the game almost got an adults only. When you cut to him at one point, he's having sex with a dead body. Oh, well, I don't see why that would be. Have the censors up in arms. Yeah, it's that's the worst part of the game. Just him in general. Like it happens more than once. Like oh, it happens just in life twistedness. more than once. I mean, this happens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can acknowledge the fact that it happens, but Grand Theft Auto, let's face it, video games, and especially Grand Theft Auto, ultimately get marketed towards children. Oh, absolutely. And when you work in a retail environment like I did at the time that game first came out and you tell parents that that happens, they say, I don't care. And then they get all offended when their kid does something stupid at school. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. If you're having sex with a dead body at school... Probably crossed several lines. That That's the exaggeration of the effect, but seeing stuff like that in a high-resolution, deep, immersive environment is not something easily... Well, none of the Grand Theft Auto games have been exactly child-friendly content. Right, but parents parents need to learn how to use the ESRB. That's, that's the moral of my rant. Unless they like their kids being little jerks. But on the other hand, I also don't think that video games lead to gun violence. Not to get political about it, but I do not believe that that's that's a thing that happens. No. No, I think, uh, what is it, uh, toxic masculinity leads to more gun violence than anything. Just a, a lot of it has been some guy spurned over, you know, jobs or popularity that they'll walk in and shoot up a place because they feel then that, you know, that's retribution, I guess. I don't know. We talk about normalization and everything else, but none of us are normal. No, I choose not to be. Good choice. Although I am drinking a White Claw, so... White Claw, the hard seltzer for Corey. (coughs) Money! (coughs) (laughs) Sorry, shameless plugs. Yes, we need those. Eventually, somebody will hear them and be like, you know what, these guys need... Money. In case anybody can hear it in the background, that's a cat sneezing. <laughs> uh, I'm not even paying attention to see if it's reading on the mic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, yes. Studio H here has uh, got a sneezing cat. So, um, so uh, the last thing that I had, which I wanted to dive into, um, more streaming, uh, YouTube. I don't know how much you guys do YouTube at all as a format or if you utilize it at all. I'm sure you utilize it for Alton Brown since he's on there now. I do. No, I'm asking. Oh, no. It's more of a reference. (laughs) So Alton Brown is on YouTube now. Okay. Um, He's revisiting Good Eats, and it's well done on YouTube. There's also this fantastic channel called uh, You Suck at Cooking, which I absolutely love. Oh, great. That's where I... I openly use cheddar broccoli soup recipe from that, which just because I'm shamelessly plugging it, I'm actually going to put a link to it in the description for this video, for this podcast. They the teach video. you how to not self-clean a chicken? Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the machines are taking over, man. Game over, man. Game over, man. Wait, what year did Skynet take over the world? (laughs) I think it already has. It happened already. Yeah. Okay. We just don't know it yet. Anyway, the you suck. Like once you actually get into YouTube and he just said you suck. Yes. You suck at cooking. Um, there's a cookbook out for that too. Which love the cookbook. It's hilarious. In Um, an actual book form. Yes, in an actual book form. I have it. Amazing. It's right over there. Tammy got it for me for Christmas. When YouTube first came out, basically it was, uh, I don't know where to find this item in this video game. Let's YouTube it. And you would use it as a walkthrough for about 30 seconds till you found the item that you were looking for and then you're done. Or some people use it as informational. But more and more I've been finding that you can use it like... Um, it's its own streaming service, essentially. They've tried to right. do different things. They've tried to do YouTube Red. They've tried to Not do... to be confused with RedTube. Completely different streaming <laughs> service. <laughs> yeah, when does your subscription for that renew? Uh, it's on the credit card. I don't even look at it anymore. But... Ultimately, what I'm digging into is there's if you learn how to use it, there's a there's a lot on there for everyone. 
You know, I use it like I used to use children's guides for car repairs. Yeah. There's a lot of great car shows on there, too. Um, there's a channel I follow called Donut Media. They do car stuff through the history. They also have a podcast that they've linked to their thing. There's Rhett and Link. Have you ever heard of Rhett and Link? Good Mythical Morning. Will It Taco. Like, these guys eat food all the time. No. Will It Blend is one I've seen. Uh, they did a Will It Blend. Oh. Um, okay, so this is a legitimate TV show. Well, TV show, air quotes inserted here. Okay? They have over 1,600 episodes that range from 10 to 20 minutes per episode. Plus, every episode has a second part that you can choose to watch called Good Mythical More. These guys are like the OG YouTube YouTubers. They've been doing it since the very beginning. Um, they recently have been doing a series of podcasts that they've been turning into videos. Uh, and I just wanted to... I, I listened to their podcast. It's one of the podcasts that inspired me to set this podcast up with us. Um, and I will openly throw that out there and admit that, like, they help create the format that we're editing and moving that we're doing. Right. Um, they're, they're in the middle of a four-part podcast series right now that's going into their, like, they're opening up their, their life right now. And I just, like, these people that just do this goofy stuff on the internet. They, they're established. They don't have to do this. And um, No, at this point, they may actually have to. They may be contracted by now. They're partners. They're YouTube partners. Oh. Yeah. Like, they, they have no hurt. They bought Smosh. Like, they, they're not hurting for money. They're probably the biggest name in YouTube because they've been around the longest. And we're, again, like, we're talking about geek means different things to different people. There's a lot of people that follow this show, and they call themselves Mythical Beasts. And they've got, like, all the clothing and everything, and they do all their own sales right there on the show, and they have their own website. But I just... I, I, I guess I'm talking in a circle, because the the stuff that they're putting on their podcast these last few weeks, where they're talking about the past and the, the steps they took and the failures that they've had and um, how they used their religious beliefs to boost up and to create themselves to what they want to be it just it was very inspirational and i just wanted to share that like it, it's it's a fantastic little series they have going on there yeah that's something to check out make sure the make sure you check the link in yeah. the description of this show yeah i mean i i don't know how much they get from different people listening to their podcast i, I don't know how they monetize or anything but whatever i mean it, it's a fantastic little listen because you can tell that there's there they want to tell you how it's going, but it's it's a whole other level of bearing your soul. I don't know, kind of like Frank in his oven. Yeah, and if you can't sell your soul, what else are you supposed to sell? Right, but uh, there's one other kind of geek, and I'm about to throw Corey under the bus. All right, there's the car geek. The car geek. The gearhead. I have been swinging wrenches since I was old enough to swing a wrench. About 13, I guess. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a euphemism for something else? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that started way earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, we had HBO and I stayed up late. Should have had Cinemax. Oh, the Skinemax. Some... Hardcore, softcore. I'm guessing there was... This is where I found Emmanuel in Space, one of the classic American movies. I don't Which we may or may not discuss next week. <laughs> no. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we are planning on revisiting classic movies again next week, so... The Emmanuel series, classic in a young boy's development. And by develop... So... By development, I mean ruining bedsheets. Okay. <laughs> Blacklight tested approved. <laughs> This place looked like an hourly Super 8 motel. It's like when you turn the lights off and the bed turns into a war shack painting. <laughs> oh, oh which was a, that was a good line in uh, in Guardians. Her black light on this thing looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> so, do they have like a form of bitter apple for young boys touching themselves? Because if anybody knows what that is... Ah... Uh. I'm guessing it's ammonia bleach compound. <laughs> tiger bomb. We have to fill your hands with tiger bomb before you go to bed. Wow, this digressed fast. <laughs> so you're a car geek. I am a car geek. I uh, grew up around you know, cars, American muscle, lived beside a garage. 
for a long time. Just uh, always been part of the blood. Uh, going to drag races on Sundays, banana races, just everything since a little. Now um, looking to get my own classic car or a house, whichever one <laughs> happens first. I almost think in this economy, the classic car might be the Oof. better investment. Hey, you know. Well, tangent. This is I don't know borderline political. The housing market's going up right now, so and they're constantly talking about raising minimum wage. So if you can get a mortgage with a locked-in rate, if minimum wage or hourly wages increase, I mean, you just it just makes paying the mortgage even easier. Now's the best time to do it. Ride the wave. Take that information as what you will. You can always just get both. I could, because there's nothing like you want to go to for a ride in my classic car to want to see my house. <laughs> um, want to see my meat grinder and freezer? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we got the house, it was a year before we got the house, we just took out a personal loan for the Porsche that we have downstairs. Which is a sweet little ride. It's more hers than mine. It's none, not mine. Eventually it has to come out of the garage, though. It will. New tires and a battery. Mm. Everything else on it's good. I happen to know a guy who works at a uh, car parts store that could probably get you a battery for that. Probably. <laughs> you have to introduce me to him sometime. <laughs> but anyway. And the tires, I don't know. I think you have to go, like, across the street and two blocks down. Not even two. Um, <laughs> I don't know what guy you're talking about. I'm just saying. It could be done. Um, so what cars did you interact with growing up? Oh, they had always been... AMC's, classic AMC's. Uh, my dad has owned a 70 AMX since I was born. He had a Gremlin, I forget what year it was. I think a, a later one, 74 to 76 maybe. Gremlin is the best AM vehicle there ever was. They have one featured in Cars 3. They have one in all the Cars. There's a Gremlin in all three car movies. Oh, nice. Yep. I know the one's a villain or a henchman. Ooh. The Lemons. Yeah. The Gremlin and the Pacer. Also another pretty cool AMC car. A guy around here has a Gremlin that he dropped a 401 in it. And that thing screams. Tiny little two-door hatchback car with a 401 V8. If you know where to look, there's a lot of classic cars in this town. Um, about I don't want to drop any addresses, but if you know where to look... There's a guy who has three uh, Peugeots in his backyard. Oh, nice. Yeah, a green one, a white one, and an gr- uh, orange one. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I see uh, the guy with the steam engine car going around. Uh, there's a lot of guys in my dad's car club. That guy uh, has done work for Jay Leno. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Working Jay- on Jay's steam engine car. Working on multiple Jay Leno vehicles. Oh, nice. Not just the steam engine ones. And that guy, his name is uh, William Barnes. He now uh, has the world record for the fastest quarter mile in a steam motorcycle, the fastest mile in a steam-powered vehicle, the fastest acceleration to 60 in a steam-powered vehicle, and the longest distance in a steam-powered vehicle. Oh, wow. He's a... He went up the main and did it. That's very cool. Yeah. I know he's been working with those cars a long time. Yeah. So when the dinosaur juice finally runs out, he'll be the guy to see. Well, he still needs dinosaur juice to make that car go. Oh, he does use kerosene. Yeah. So what kind of classic cars do you love, Frank? Yes, I am not a car person. (laughs) I've not seen it. Yes. (laughs) To each their own. I just wanted to throw that bus out there. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. That's always just been, I guess, an inherited passion. If it wasn't for my dad, yeah, what would I know about cars? Ten years ago, I was limping a 2000 Mercury Sable that had no cooling system and would go into a full overheat three and a half miles on a three and a half mile drive. That's how little about cars I know now that I knew then. And now I could rebuild 90% of a vehicle. Especially a Mercury. Yeah, it was the... Uh, 3.0 dual overhead valve, or 24 valve dual overhead cam. Yeah. Indestructible motor. So it literally was driving around with no cooling system. That's pretty impressive, though. For three and a half miles. Yeah. As long as you lived within three and a half miles of work and grocery store. Which was ironic, because where I worked was a grocery store. Hey! (laughs) That cuts out a lot of extra trips in that car. Yeah. 
I loved that car, though. It was a great car. Got me back and forth from Connecticut six times. I had a uh, 86 Renault that I blew up driving from Huntington to Pittsburgh and back in under three hours. That's an impressive feat. <laughs> it's three hours one way. Yeah. Yeah, we were cruising, and uh, it didn't hold up after that. It that was the that's what killed it. It died slowly, but that's what killed it. <laughs> was this one of those things where you just pulled over to the side of the road, took the keys out of the ignition, took them off your key ring, and hucked them in the woods? Oh no, no! It actually got me to where I was going the last time, and then it had to go from there. But that's when I got the Subi Turbo Wagon. And that thing was a beast. I took it down roads doing well above the speed limit in fresh powder snow that only the mailman had drove on before. <clears throat> Nothing like turbo four-wheel drive just uh, in the hands of a college kid. By beast, you mean full-blown racer. Oh, yeah. But that thing had the water pump go out on it, and that ended its life. But for those two cars, I paid a total of $1,300. My Sable was only a grand. I bought a uh, Mazda 626 with the oscillating air vents <laughs> and automatic seat belts for $500. And the guy threw in... Uh, New suspension that he hadn't put on. It was just in the back seat. And it uh, stayed in the back seat for a while. It was fun floating that car down the highway. So, yeah, um, to wrap things up, that's why I wanted to dig into uh, the cooking and the cars and the YouTube. Because, the again, circling back to my YouTube thing and the whole podcast, the Good Mythical Morning show is all about celebrating uniqueness. And I just wanted to bring your guys' passions into the fold this episode. And oh, and like that. I say, we're geeks. Uh, you get us talking about the right thing, you're going to find out we're geeks. Yeah, but I just... I wanted to appreciate that Frank's always bringing various baked goods to our Pokemoning events. And, um, and to our podcasts. Yes. Uh, we have. We need a little throw out for Rhesus. Rhesus today. You know, <clears throat> we're always looking for money. Rhesus has money. And Hershey's within driving distance. Oh, we could have a podcast from Hershey Park Chocolate World. We might get thrown out. I mean, or we don't get thrown out. We play Pokemon there. <laughs> well, maybe instead of baked goods, I'll bring chicken next week. <laughs> if you get it out of the oven by then, that's right. Chicken All right. that he can throw at us and knock us unconscious. Chicken you can use as uh, fire starters. Pretty much. Chicken you can use to cook other chicken. <laughs> <laughs> is that cannibalism? Well, no, I guess the chicken's not eating the chicken. What if you... No, I mean, you could grind it up. I mean, it's not going to go bad. You could use the blackened chicken as a seasoning for other chicken. Uh, Chicken-flavored chicken. chicken. <laughs> there you go. And then... Could you put it in a tea and have chicken tea? What do you think, listeners? Why don't you put your suggestions for what to do with blackened chicken in the comments for this podcast? Um... But sincerely, thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Bye.